Hey there, Anna Guest Jelly here. Welcome to Love Curvy Yoga, the podcast where we talk about and practice all things body affirming and yoga. Now let's get into it. So in the first season of the podcast, I interviewed so many great people. And if you haven't checked that out already, I'll link to it in the show notes so that you can. This season, I'm going to mix things up a little bit. So I'm going to have some episodes like this where I'm talking about what I've been learning recently, things I'm excited to share with you. I'm also going to be interviewing some students. So if you'd like to be one of them, keep your eyes and ears open for that invitation. I'll be offering some guided relaxations, meditations, other exercises that I like to use around that intersection of yoga and body acceptance. And that's really what this podcast is all about. And of course, I'll also be interviewing some more cool people as we move into this second season. Today, I want to talk about my 2015 and what I've learned throughout this year, which has been a really big year for me personally in a lot of different ways. So this has been the year for me of slowing down, which is totally not my usual thing. My usual is 10 projects at a time, saying yes to everything, burning out. I've had several major burnouts in my life, um, most of which have culminated in a chronic illness. So this time I caught that burnout maybe um, three minutes earlier, (laughs) and I did not end up in a chronic illness, thankfully. But that meant that I really had to reassess things for 2015 because I knew how close I was to that, um, just getting sick for a long time. And so when I did that and I looked at my calendar, I found myself thinking, well, 2015 and 2016 are already pretty full, so I can probably slow down in 2017, well, definitely not at the beginning of the year, but maybe by the end of the year. And then I just had this moment where I thought, hold the phone, like I cannot wait three years to slow my life down. There's never a good time to do it, of course, and the beginning of 2015 was for sure not a good time for me to do it, but I knew that I had to do it in order to be able to stay in this work that I love so much and in order to be healthy and um, get even healthier than I was at that time. So there are several different things that I did to slow things down, and my word of the year for 2015 was remember, and for me that really meant remember, put things back together. I had this intuitive sense that parts of me were away from me that I wanted to weave back together, and I knew that this slowing down was a big part of it. So some of these things that I did, I recommend, and others, not so much, (laughs) but they're what I had to do um, in order to do this. So the first thing that I did is I canceled pretty much everything. So it's scary to do that. At the beginning of the year, I pulled the plug on a number of projects that were in the works in various stages. That would have been really wonderful. Um, Some things that I had already done in the past that were amazing, but I just knew if I didn't stop doing those things that I was going to burn out completely and then not be able to do anything. So that's probably my less recommended strategy because hopefully you have better boundaries than I do, or at least than I did, and you have said no ahead of time (laughs) rather than having to change um, partway through. But, you know, sometimes you have to do those things. Once I did that, I really started to put my focus on doing less and doing what I did as a result of that better. So doing less and doing it better. And for me, that's been focusing on 
writing, teaching my local students, and yoga teacher training because those things um, I love, they keep me engaged, and also I think are of the biggest benefit of getting the word out about the fact that yoga can absolutely be for people of every shape and size. I've always believed that that comes best from local teachers who are rooted in their community, which is why teacher training is such a big part of what I do. Kind of on the more personal side of things, I developed a motto in collaboration with my husband, which is something we've never done before. Um, We had our 10-year anniversary this year. Our motto was simple life, and to us that meant spending less money so that we can do more together, so valuing our time as just as important as a resource as our money. And so that freed us up to have a lot more evenings and weekends together as well as to travel. And I have to say, having this as a clear priority has just been huge. I really weigh everything against that now. So any opportunity that comes my way, personal, professional, a blend of both, whatever, I just think, is this part of simple life? And sometimes the answer is yes, and sometimes the answer is no. I've never had something that clear to help me make all of my decisions, and it has really been a game changer in so many ways. The other things that I did, um, the first is limiting input, and I did this big time. So I unfollowed on social media so many people, people who are wonderful, who I still maybe get their email or something else, but I just realized I don't have to follow every person on five different platforms. Like one platform is enough. (laughs) Um, I unsubscribed from emails that were not a good fit for me anymore, and I started using this resource called unroll.me, which if you haven't checked out, you should. I'm like their biggest unpaid spokesperson. Um, It's so amazing. It will um, find all of your newsletters that you're subscribed to. And if you think you're subscribed to a lot, you're probably subscribed to 10 times more than you even think. I was shocked when I found all the ones that they had found for me. And then you decide if you want to keep it, unsubscribe, or roll it up, which means that they'll send it to you in a daily digest. And that daily digest, just getting the one email versus getting 20 emails in a day to distract, Oh my gosh, I just love it so much. (laughs) So with less input from all of those different sources, I have noticed my um, FOMO going way down. So that's fear of missing out. And, you know, I wish that I could just not feel that. (laughs) Feel like, oh, this person, you know, is doing all this and that's amazing and everyone's going to forget about curvy yoga, you know, whatever. That kind of rabbit hole that's easy to fall down. But I wasn't quite sure how quickly I could achieve that inner state. So I went this route of limiting input instead, and it has been extremely useful because when I'm not seeing it, then I'm not worrying about it. Sometimes things are simpler than they seem like they would be. And then, of course, my practice. So I increased my yoga and meditation practice, which has been so wonderful, of course, no big surprises there, but I also added two new practices, swimming and hiking, and I have to tell you, the me of this time last year, if I would have said, by, you know, in a year's time, you will just be so loving going to the pool and swimming laps several times a week and going for hikes, I would have been like, that's hilarious, what Anna is this about? Like, it's definitely not me, Um, but I really, this year, fell in love with movement for movement sakes and taking out the kind of exercise equation which has always been loaded for me and really moving my body because it feels good and because it moves my energy through my body 
I was noticing this kind of low-grade anxiety that I had almost all the time, and I have found that through movement, in addition to yoga, of course, um, but through these other ways as well, I'm able to move that out a little bit more. So that's me. I'm at the pool now several times a week. I love it, and um, my husband and I will often go on hikes on the weekend, and that nature piece is really, really feeding me, being out in the woods and being by water when possible. Um, We do have some good lakes here in Nashville, but of course I'm far from my beloved ocean. So all of these things are very simple and I keep them all very simple. I don't make it complicated. Um, I found myself, of course, when I started swimming, deriving these schemes about, you know, how often I'm going to go and how far I'm going to swim and how I'm going to get faster. And, you know, that's just my pattern. But I noticed that that was happening and I thought it's okay for you to just get in this pool and swim because you love it and you don't have to make a plan and you're not in competition with anyone. Just keep swimming. Now, there's a very perfect (laughs) use of that phrase from that movie, um, but that is really how I felt and how I continue to whenever I have those feelings pop up. So what I found from all of these things, um, some things I was surprised by, some things I was less surprised by. So my overall well-being improved. So I mentioned that kind of low-grade anxiety that I'd had. And I didn't realize how much it had shifted until Nick and I went on a vacation to the Pacific Northwest. And usually when I'm on vacation, um, by day two, I feel this huge difference from how I usually feel. So I just feel so relaxed and I'm so thrilled to be unplugged and just be out in the world, out in nature, wherever we are. And this year I felt less relaxed and I just was kind of like, I don't get it. I'm excited to be on this trip. We're having a wonderful time. Everything is so beautiful. I totally wanted to move there. Um, And it took me several days to realize, oh, it's not that I'm feeling less relaxed. It's that my nervous system was already so much less jangled than it usually is that I didn't have that far to go to relax. It was just like, oh, a nice relaxation. But already my um, norm was at a much more stable place. So that was a wonderful realization. Another huge thing, practical thing, is that I actually kept more of my income this year than last year, specifically because I did less. So this is something I also never would have believed, but because I did less, I also spent less. And because I really focused on that whole do less, do it better thing, I tried to grow the things that I was doing that I felt like were most important and that could really have the most benefit, including our virtual studio, Curvy Monthly. And so I was able to retain more of my income than I did the year before, which is awesome. And then all of my relationships improved. So my marriage improved. I feel like we're at the best place we ever have been. And I also deepened several friendships that are very important to me when the year before I had really felt like it was hard for me to return their texts and phone calls and I often wasn't able to meet up. And this year I have been pretty available um, for my friendships and as a result those friendships have grown. 
Now, this all sounds pretty rosy, but you know, of course, I had to give some stuff up for this too. So I said no to, like I said, pretty much everything, including lots of cool projects and collaborations that would have been great, I'm sure would have um, served people well, generated income, all that stuff. But I just kept coming back to simple life. And so I ended up saying no to, you know, probably like 90% of things that came my way. I also closed my local yoga studio. So I had to do that in October for financial reasons. And in the past, I don't feel like I could have done it um, as quickly as I did. So the studio was open for one year. And in the past, I think through some combination of magical thinking and shame and hope and delusion, I would have thought, oh, I can just keep it going and keep losing money and at some point it'll turn around. Um, And at some point that may well have happened. But because of all this simplicity that I brought into my life, I just realized I cannot continue to lose money at the rate I am on this studio because I just don't know where it's going to go in the future. So it was a very bittersweet decision. We had grown a wonderful community with amazing people, but ultimately had to make that decision in order to support the life that I wanted moving forward and not to, you know, financially ruin my future and my family. And then the other thing that I gave up, which might sound silly, is that feeling of being, quote, busy and important, as Bridget Jones says in Bridget Jones's Diary, if you're a fan of that movie like I am. And it's not that I consciously think, oh, I need to feel this way, but I think many of us are driven by that feeling that being busy means being important and that both of those are um, good things to continue to strive for. So I have spent a lot of time this year not being busy and not always sure how to fill that time and really having to resist just filling that time with more work. So, you know, the swimming and the hiking is part of that. I got back into knitting, um, spending more time with Nick. So all of those things are filling the space and I'm just continuing to be aware of how I feel and what comes up when I'm like, oh gosh, what should I be doing Um, when my work isn't taking, you know, every minute of the day like it used to. So for 2016, I kept thinking my word was going to be free. But every time I thought about it, there was just something not quite right about it. In some ways, I felt like 2015 had already been about freedom in some ways. So I just kept sitting and working. And um, I worked through Susanna Conway's wonderful guidebook called Unraveling, which I'll link to. She does a great job of helping you think about the year that has passed and the year that's coming up and what your word of the year might be. And that is a focus or an intention for the year. And then I landed on sacred and I thought, okay, maybe this is it. I heard somebody talk about um, this kind of combination of earthy and holy and I thought that was really great and is kind of what I want to cultivate in my life. And then I still was kind of like, I'm not quite sure. So then one day last week I was journaling and I happened to write the word rooted in a sentence and it was like, angels singing rooted Um, and so despite being pretty public through curvy yoga I am in my personal life a total home buddy definitely an introvert I have the opposite of of an active social life and mostly that is what I love Um, and the other piece of this is that in my kind of busy what's next what's happening kind of ways up until recently I was always thinking about where we were going to move next really never letting myself totally settle in Nashville and I only just 
um, kind of realized that that's what I had been doing. So rooted, that's my year for 2016. Once I landed on that, I found this great quote just this morning, actually, from Virginia Woolf, who I adore, and it gets at the heart of um, this whole rooted thing for me. And the quote is, I am rooted, but I flow. So I don't know what rooted is going to hold for me. Um, It scares me in some ways. Um, I'm slightly regretting saying it out loud and committing to it. So I think that that means that it's right. I usually have that feeling around my word of the year. And another way that I play with the word of the year is um, feeling it in my body. So I actually have a little practice for you around this. Um, It's a video practice that will be coming your way on Tuesday, January the 5th, or it might already be available depending on when you are listening to this. So hopefully you can check that out and enjoy it. It's the practice that I do on a pretty regular basis throughout the year to just kind of connect back with my word and to make it land inside my body, not just in my mind. So I have a couple quick updates for you before we sign off here. You can find all the things I mentioned that would be in the show notes um, for this episode as well as all of our back episodes at curvyyoga.com slash podcast. You can also subscribe to this podcast in iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. I also mentioned our virtual studio earlier, Curvy Monthly. That is just the sweetest place. Um, We have over 36 hours of video practice and counting, varying lengths, so five-minute practices to 60-minute practices for brand-new beginners to experienced practitioners. We really have a wonderful mix of things now, and we have the best, the absolute best community on the internet in my not biased opinion at all. Um, It really is the body affirming yoga studio that you wish you had right around the corner, except that it's in your living room. (laughs) So even better. Um, Annual memberships are now $147 per year, regular price $197, and monthly memberships are $17 a month, regular $20 a month. Right now, this is our annual sale um, going on through January the 12th. So if you've been thinking about joining, now is a perfect time to do that. And I would love to have you join us. I'll definitely link to that also in the show notes. And I would love to hear from you. So how was your year? And what are you thinking about for a word of the year, if that's a practice that you engage in? You can leave that in the comments for this particular podcast, curvyyoga.com slash podcast. So let's close with one deep breath together. If you're able to right now, you can bring your hands to press together in front of your heart. We'll inhale and exhale. The light in me honors the light in you. Namaste. Thanks for listening to Love Curvy Yoga. You can find more information about this podcast and all things Curvy Yoga at curvyyoga.com. If you love the show, please share it or even review it in iTunes. Both help us get the word out that yoga is a way to come home to your body and yourself exactly as you are today. Have a great day and curve on.